0: Welcome to the Program Yourself Thin Podcast with your host, Jim Katsoulis. I'm gonna show you how to master your weight once and for all. Start using powerful mindset-focused strategies to lose weight and live in the body of your dreams. Tune in each week for new episodes. Hey, this is Jim Katsoulis with the Program Yourself Thin Podcast. And uh, what I wanna talk to you about today is two subtle fears that can prevent weight loss. And I I wanna stress the word subtle because a lot of times these little fears are way in the back of our minds and we don't realize they're there, okay? Because these little fears trigger a shift in our mindset and our thinking. And we might wonder why our mindset all of a sudden shifts in situations. So if you can bring your awareness to recognize that one or both of these fears may be in the back of your mind, then you can work on resolving it. And we'll talk about how to do that. Um, But the first step is awareness and recognizing if they're there. Um, so the first fear is the fear of missing out. Sometimes it's referred to as FOMO. Um, and this is basically when we think an experience isn't going to be as good without the harmful behavior, right? And this is, this is almost always at play with weight loss, right? Because again, we, we know we want to lose weight. We know we got to eat better. But then certain situations start getting closer and we think about doing them without the, the food or without the alcohol and it starts to feel like, well, then it's going to stink. Right? What's the point of even doing it, you know, if we if we can't have the food with it? And so we're gonna go in depth with that a little bit. And the second one is the fear of uncertainty. And this one is almost always at play as well. Um, I see this all the time. And this is basically when you know what you shouldn't do, right, you know the foods that you shouldn't eat, but you really aren't sure about what you should do. And this can be a real problem when it comes to weight loss. And again, it creates this very, very subtle fear it can be very easy to not notice or to miss, okay? So again, I want to bring your attention to it um, because once you recognize it, then you can work on resolving it. So the first one we'll talk about is how to deal with the fear of missing out. And a lot of times at the very core of it, this, this fear is a, is a subtle kind of empty, insecure feeling, And this is directly from uh, Alan Carr. He he was really famous initially. He was a hypnotist, and he was really famous for a a a non-smoking program, a stop-smoking program that he put together. And he would talk about how when we think about giving up any of our vices, there's kind of this empty, insecure feeling. And I always felt like that was one of the best descriptions of the core feeling that we have sometimes. So I want you to pay attention to this because, again, what ends up happening is we don't recognize the fear a lot of times. What we recognize is the mindset and the internal chatter that the fear triggers, okay? So this could show up, a, a typical way this could show up as, you know, it's it's Sunday night and we say, okay, that's it, this is this is it. I'm gonna make it happen this time. Tomorrow I'm gonna start my weight loss and, and I'm gonna make it work. And everything's going great, but then maybe as the evening approaches and maybe typically you, you snack at night and now you say, okay, I'm not gonna snack tonight. And as it gets closer, you start to get this little kind of empty, insecure feeling. But what happens is it triggers a mindset and a thought pattern. And you might start saying, oh, man, I don't know if I want to do this. This isn't even worth it. You know, do I really want to lose the weight? Is this really going to even help? Am I even going to lose the weight? Is this even going to work? Can I? Am I going to be able to stick with this? <laughs> and so, again, we, we notice a lot of times the internal chatter that leads us to say, ah, forget it. Who cares? And, and then grab the food. But what is triggering that a lot of times is this very subtle, little empty, and insecure feeling. Okay. So that's kind of your, that's what I'm suggesting you pay attention to here um, is notice the next time that you have an intention to eat cleanly or to stop eating something unhealthy, notice if you start to feel this a little bit. Okay. Because if you do, um, we'll, we'll talk about what you can do with it. And one of the main things you can do is to not be scared of it, right? This is kind of the classic, how do you deal with fear? Well, you face it you know? And so a lot of times, like I said, the fear isn't the big deal. It's the mindset. It's the thought patterns that the fear kicks off. And so if you can be present with the feeling, again, first is recognizing that it may be there. The next is to pay attention to that feeling, that little, it's almost like a little insecurity. You know what I mean? It's like this kind of like, there's this worry that if I don't eat tonight, then I'm not really going to relax or it's going to be horrible. (laughs) And so, um, what I want you to do is if that is a fear that you may have, I want you to just be present with it because if you can stay present with it, you may realize that this fear really isn't that bad. Yeah, it's a little worry, you're a little concerned, you feel a little awkward because it's something new, but um, it's not really that bad if you can stay present with it. And another thing you can do is compare this, this little fear you have about how you're not gonna snack tonight and maybe that's gonna ruin it um, but then you can compare that fear with the ultimate negative effect if you continue these behavioral patterns, okay? So in order to really tap into that, what you want to do is, is, again, there's um, the upward and downward spiral. And what you want to do is you want to go one year into the future, five years in the future, 10 years into the future, if you don't make any changes at all, right? What do you imagine the, the consequences of that are going to be? And if you take a little bit of time and really connect into those, you can use that as a tool, because, again, the ultimate consequence, if you don't make these changes in your health and in your weight, what do you believe the consequences are going to be? And for a lot of clients I've worked with, the consequences are, are a lot of times dire. I mean, they're, they're intense from, from death being the worst to, you know, just having a, a much lower quality of life. And so what we want to do is we want to keep things relative and we want to be clear about what the ultimate consequences is if we don't make a change and tap into that. And when we do that, sometimes it'll put that fear of missing out, that fear of, oh, I'm not going to snack tonight when I watch TV, as, as an example, it puts that fear into perspective and it makes, it makes you realize it's not really that bad. I can get through this. I can handle this. Okay. But um, again, the first step is kind of being present with it and just realizing it's, okay, this isn't too bad. I can deal with it. And the other one is to compare it side by side in your mind with the fear of if you don't make a change, what the consequence will be in one, five, 10, 20 years for you. Okay, and what you wanna do as well is you can start thinking, experiment and question whether that behavior that you're worried about changing, and again, I'm using as example nighttime snacking because that's a common one, um, but start questioning if that nighttime snacking is really giving you the feelings that you thought it, it, it does. Okay, so again, a lot of times people are snacking at night because that's their relaxation ritual or strategy. That's kind of their reward for working hard all day. And what you wanna do is be present throughout the whole process, okay? And so um, I'm a big fan of meditation. And so if you listen to the podcast, you'll hear me mention that. I think meditation's kind of like the Swiss army knife tool of weight loss. It can help in so many different ways. And in this way here, you know, meditation in itself is kind of an empty, secure feeling, okay? So, so in my opinion, meditation will help you directly deal with this kind of weird feeling you get when you're changing your behaviors. Because remember, you know, when you, if you've been snacking at night for the last 10 years and all of a sudden you say, okay, I'm not going to snack tonight, it can feel strange, right? Even if it's healthier for you, even if it's better, and even if you're, you're full and you're, you're, you don't even need the food, it just feels weird because you're doing something different, okay? So when we change behaviors, it just feels a little unusual, okay? Um, so meditation is an empty, secure feeling, where you're emptying out your mind and your body, you're relaxing everything, but you feel good about it. And it helps you be present. So what I'm suggesting is, again, if we stick with the, and of course, if you have a different challenge that isn't nighttime snacking, just apply this to that. But let's just say nighttime snacking is a behavior you wanna change. As you get closer to that, let's say at eight o'clock is typically when you kind of sit down and snack and watch TV. As you get closer to that eight o'clock, you're gonna notice um, kind of the slight anxiety building up. And so what you want to do is you want to be present with it, right? Just be present with that feeling. What is this feeling? How are you experiencing it? How do you feel it in your body? How do you think in your mind, right? How does this kind of subtle anxiety influence your thinking? And again, with meditation, if you start practicing that, it's the practice of just quieting your mind, letting go of those thoughts and coming into the present. And so as the eight o'clock time comes, and if you're able to be present in the moment, Um, If you're able to realize this isn't that bad, yeah, it feels a little weird, but I'm going to be okay. This isn't going to kill me. I'm going to get to the other side of this. I'm going to be okay, and I'll probably be proud of myself. And if you can be present in the moment with what this subtle anxiety, the subtle fear is, what happens is you're going right to the core of the problem, and you're not letting it spiral out of control. Because again, I'm, I'm telling you, when you start to notice it, it's usually the fear that kicks off the mind Start chattering. Oh, what's the point? This is never gonna work. Who cares? I don't want to do this. I'm not gonna do this now. I'll start next week, you know? And that we're somewhat aware of. But what's kicking all that off is this subtle fear. So again, I'm a big fan of kind of prevention. So instead of having to deal with all that mental chatter that gets us all worked up and worried and upset and and usually causes us to give up, what we want to do is we wanna go to the core of it and stop it before it gets any momentum. You right. can kind of metaphorically, we want to stop it when it's a snowball that's the size of a golf ball instead of being, you know, a six foot tall snowball running at us, you know, 50 miles an hour. Um, and the way to do that is go right to the core of that subtle little fear that I'm not going to eat tonight and it's going to feel a little weird, almost being prepared for it and having some strategies in place to deal with it when it comes. And one of the key ones, I think, is really just being present with it. What is this fear? What are you worried about? You know, being recognizing that connect to your body relax your breathing, relax your body, quiet your mind. Okay. And that's a great way to deal with this fear of missing out. And once you get to the other side of it, that's really exciting because I want you to notice how you feel. You're more proud of yourself. You're happy with yourself when you wake up the next morning, you know, reflect on what you did and notice that there's a new higher sense of confidence. um, You're happy with, with your decision and it feels good. And so then you bring that into the following night because again it's going to be there the next night too. Eventually it's going to go away because you're going to get used to your new behavioral patterns. But in the initial phases of changing behaviors, um, you, you want to be recognize that this could be a play, and if it is, you want to have strategies to deal with it. Um, the next one is dealing with the fear of uncertainty, and I this is so subtle but it's so important. Okay, so again it's an empty and secure feeling, but it's it's a little bit different and how it ends up happening. And so you have to understand that our brains crave certainty. Uncertainty is kind of like kryptonite for our brains. And so a lot of times when we say, okay, I'm gonna start losing weight, tomorrow's the day, I'm gonna start eating better. Well, we're very clear about what we shouldn't do, right? We know, okay, I gotta stop eating muffins in the morning, I gotta stop eating, you know, cookies at lunchtime, I gotta stop snacking at night. So we we know what our bad behaviors are, and we know what we should stop doing. Okay, but that does not tell us what we should do. So all of a sudden we get into the situation and we say, okay, I wasn't going to eat cookies at lunch, but I've eaten cookies at lunch for the last five years. Uh, I don't know what to do. (laughs) And again, it it shows up as kind of a fear, as as an anxiety. And again, it it triggers in the mindset. "Uh, This is too hard. Forget it. Okay. but really what it comes down to is that you didn't give yourself a clear direction. You told yourself what you weren't going to do but you were not crystal clear about what you were going to do, okay? This is so important. Um, again, just real simple. Your unconscious mind does not understand negatives, right? So if I tell you don't think about cookies, don't think about cookies, well, what are you thinking about, right? You think about cookies. This is what a lot of people do with their weight loss, Right. They say, okay, I'm going to stop eating, you know, candy. I'm going to stop eating sodas. I mean, whatever, whatever food it is that they think is the problem. It's an obsession on them stopping eating those things or drinking those things. And unconsciously, it actually focuses them on the very thing they want to stop doing. Okay. So we can't, you can't give directions in terms of what you're not going to do. It's a fine place to start. You know I mean? You can start and say, okay, I got to limit. I got to cut down the, the ice cream. I got to cut down eating pizza, you know, for lunch. That's a fine place to start, but you've got to get to the point where you say, instead of eating pizza at lunch, I'm going to eat X, you know, instead of snacking at night, I'm going to do this. You've got to be clear about what you're going to do, right? This can make such a huge difference for you, right? And I want you to recognize, again, the first step is recognizing, have you given yourself a plan of what you're going to do? Or have you just been telling yourself, I'm not going to do any of the bad things anymore? Because what happens is when we look at it that way, it creates a vacuum. Nature abhors a vacuum, our mind abhors a vacuum. And this is how a lot of people approach weight loss. And it all sounds great, yeah, I'm not gonna do it until the moment comes, and then you don't know what to do. And then all of a sudden you're in a stressed state and it's easier just to go to what you always have done. Because it's hard in the moment when you're hungry and you're not sure what to do, to just make the great choice. Okay, it's a challenge to do. So you wanna prepare. And so you wanna decide on a new behavior, Right, so maybe okay at lunch instead I'm going to make myself, you know, a, a healthy sandwich, and maybe that's your new behavior. And what you want to do is you want to go in your mind and you want to rehearse this behavior multiple times. Your unconscious mind can't tell the difference between vivid imagination and reality. This is really the core of the program yourself then method. Um, it, it's like when you go to the movies, you know it's not real, but you get absorbed into the movie. Right, you're experiencing it vicariously. You're living through this experiencing, having a lot of experience the characters are having. Okay. So our imagination, our unconscious mind can't tell the difference between vivid imagination and reality. And so for the last five years at lunch, you've been eating pizza. That's what your brain knows. And that's what it's expecting. And that's what it's planning on doing. And if you just say, okay, tomorrow I'm not going to eat pizza. And then just expect, you're going to magically be able to make a better choice in that moment. You're really setting yourself up for If not failure, a really hard time. So what you want to do is you want to start saying, what do I want to do, right? What do I actually want to – think of yourself like a computer. You have to program what you're going to do and you want to pre-decide that, right? And so again, maybe it's a healthy sandwich that you want to make. And so what you want to do is you want to take a little bit of time and kind of close your eyes and imagine yourself doing that new behavior and you want to associate into it. You want to imagine yourself being healthy, um, being lean, being motivated, being focused, and see yourself going to wherever it is you typically eat lunch, and see yourself with the food you want to eat. Imagine yourself bringing it there, sitting down and eating it. And you want to loop this through and and kind of play it through in your mind a number of times. So that when the real situation comes up, it's kind of like you're prepared for it. It, It's no different than like practicing, you know, again, if, if you play like piano, right, and you learn a new song, right? The first couple times you do it, it feels weird. But as you keep practicing, it starts to become more and more automatic. Okay. We need to do the same thing with our eating behaviors. It's so strange how we think when it comes to eating, we can just make logical, oh, I'm just not going to eat that anymore. Well, what are you going to do? Just magically choose something healthy? It doesn't make any sense. So you want to prepare yourself. You want to train your brain to think about what you're going to do in that situation. Because eventually, if you think about your behavior, most of it is on autopilot. Okay so if we visualize in our mind if we imagine what we want to do in the scenario that's kind of a challenge we want to see ourselves doing it and have it crystal clear in our minds so that when that scenario comes up we're prepared for it it doesn't feel like a brand new thing that we're not sure what to do okay we're kind of we've already rehearsed it in our mind we have an idea how it's going to go and so um again to that point when it becomes okay I don't want to do this thing anymore what I would suggest to you I'm a big fan of finding substitutions All right. And so what what I mean by that is we want to keep as many anchors as possible. All right. So let's go back to this nighttime snacking. Um, Nighttime snacking, one of the things you can do is maybe you want to keep eating at night, but you want to reduce the calories you're consuming. Okay. And let's just go with kind of a classic, right? So maybe you're going to switch from potato chips to, you know, celery and, um, you know, celery or carrots or something. But what you're doing is you're keeping a lot of the same anchors, meaning you're sitting on the sofa, you're watching the same shows, and you're still picking up some food and putting it in your mouth, chewing, swallowing, all the rest of it. The difference is that it's not the same taste. Um, it's not the same feel in your mouth. It's not the same experience exactly because the foods are a little different. But the rest of the scenario is exactly the same, okay? So sometimes this can be helpful when you keep a lot of the same anchors, um, but you just change one little thing. Because what's happening is you're reducing the amount of uncertainty, right? You're keeping most of the behavioral pattern, you're just switching one little part of it. Now, I know a lot of people say, well, that's really hard, but if you rehearse it ahead of time, it becomes easier. And if you rehearse it enough times, it starts to feel like that's what you've done for a long time. And then when you actually do it a few times in reality, that just reinforces it. And again, the, the goal here, what I would suggest to you when, you, when you start with, I gotta stop doing this, I want to do this instead, then you recognize that there's going to be a period of time that's usually a week to a couple weeks where that new behavior feels weird, but then it just becomes automatic, okay? And that process of the new behavior becoming automatic happens much quicker than we realize, okay? But but recognize that process of the first week or two, it feels a little weird. But the way through that process as quick as possible is again, to identify the behavior you wanna change, articulate it in terms of what you want to do instead in that situation, the healthier substitution that you've decided on. Imagine it in your mind, kind of rehearse it, run it through in your mind, and then do it. And then tell yourself the whole time, because again, it's going to feel weird the first few times you do it because it's different. But tell yourself in the back of your head that pretty soon you're going to just get used to it. You know, I did this exact same thing when I, um, I, I switched peanut butter. I've been eating peanut butter my entire life. So When all of a sudden I found out there's tons of sugar in the peanut butter I was eating, I decided I wanted to eat natural peanut butter that had no sugar in it. So at first, what I did is I got the alternative. I went and I bought it. And then I imagined myself eating that. And then I tried it the first day and I said, oh my God, this doesn't taste like anything. (laughs) It doesn't taste good to me. But then I had the idea in my head that I said, yes, but over a week or two, it's going to become the new normal. Okay, so, so again, you want to recognize these things because if you don't, each one of these things is another little thing that can trigger these fears, right? Fear of missing out and fear of uncertainty. They kind of work together, right? The first time I tried that new peanut butter, there was a fear of missing out. Oh no, this isn't as good as the other peanut butter is to me. I'm missing out on my enjoyable morning breakfast, okay? But again, I, I combat that with the idea that that's it now, but I'm going to get used to this very quickly and this is going to be the new norm and it's a lot healthier and better for me. Okay. It's going to feel a lot better. So I'm just going to stick with it. And again, I'd kind of run it through in my mind and imagine myself consuming it. I sign myself doing it forever. I can eat this forever. I know this is healthy for me. And so once I transform this behavior into the healthier version, I won't have to deal with it ever again. Okay. So, so this, I hope this helps you out because these are little subtle things. So, you know, it's, it would be easy for me to sit here and, and get, tell you, give you like a meal plan or stop eating this food and make it real simple. This one here is a little more subtle. You have a little more sensitivity, but I promise you it is at play when you're looking to make your food choices healthier, okay? And so if you can start to see these two fears at play and now you have some strategies to deal with them, it can be a real game changer, okay? So so test them out. And if you have any questions with them, you can always email me at gym at com. Um, You can also go to ProgramYourselfThin.com website. There's a lot of tools and and programs there that are available for you as well. Um, So again, I appreciate you listening to this. I hope it helps you out. And remember that nothing tastes as good as thin and healthy feels. Have a great day. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to the Program Yourself Thin podcast with Jim Kitsoulis. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review and make sure to head over to ProgramYourselfThin.com to sign up for free tools to help you lose weight. And remember to subscribe to get notified about upcoming episodes.